this is Trent Reinsmith, and it's time for the February 10th edition of the Daily Come On Out MMA podcast. So let's start off with um, Frankie Edgar. If you watched UFC Vegas 18, you saw Corey Sandhagen stiffen Frankie Edgar with a flying knee and literally stiffen him. He knocked him out cold. He knocked him out to the point where it was uh, concerned if Edgar was going to get up or if he was going to need to be taken out of the octagon on a stretcher and, and get further medical care, which it was a bad knockout to, to uh, say the least. So after the fight, I said, you know, because of his age, because he's been knocked out twice before recently, I thought that he should take a, a year off before his next fight, allow his brain to heal and and just get better in, 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 with, his, with, with the concussions and, and things like that. Obviously, the Nevada State Athletic Commission did not share my concern or does not share my concern. The Nevada State Athletic Commission, who was present at the fight, saw him get knocked out cold and said, you know what, we're going to give him a medical suspension of 60 days. 60 days he's knocked out unconscious, not a technical knockout, a knockout, lost consciousness. And for that, he gets 60 days. However, there was a bunch of other fighters on the card who got six months. Um, Overeem, broken nose. Uh, Pantoja, possible broken hands. And, and that gets you a six-month suspension. A broken hand, possible broken hand, gets you a six-month suspension. Broken nose gets you a six-month suspension. Knocked out cold, unconscious, with two previous knockouts on your record, recently gets you 60 days. And now you're going to tell me, the UFC is going to tell us, Nevada State Athletic Commission is going to tell us that they care about the health of the fighters, that they care that they're going to go uh, above and beyond for the health of these fighters. And that's bullshit. It's 100% bullshit. If you sit there and watch a man get knocked out for the third time recently and you say, you know what, 60 days he'll be okay to get back in there and get concussed and get knocked out again possibly. If you think that's good for someone's brain, for someone's health, for someone's long-term well-being, you are, you're, you're just a rotten person. So spare me the donations to the, to the Cleveland Clinic. All that, that's PR. You show me, you show me you don't give a single shit about these fighters. When you watch a man get knocked out and say, in two months he can step back into the cage. In two months, he'll be perfectly okay to fight again. And then you don't even give him... That's not two months of no contact. That's a two-month two suspension. His no contact is March 24th. So he can go back in and start training on March 24th. Start getting hit in the head on March 24th. So spare me this bullshit. Spare me the donations for PR purposes. Spare me all that. You show me, you show me you don't care when you do this. So let's do something about it. Let's extend these um, medical suspensions to what they should be. And no way that someone is knocked out cold should be 
just get a 60-day suspension. Shouldn't happen, but it's happening, and no one gives a shit about it, especially not the UFC. Um, Habib Nurmagomedov is once again saying he is not the lightweight champion. So he spoke to, uh, I guess it's Match TV here, and he said that Dustin Poirier deserves to be the champion. And um, so what's the problem? I don't understand this. Does he have to send a, um, a notarized certified letter to Dana White saying, I am retired. Put the belt up for grabs. And I saw another report that he's going to meet with Dana White again. Why does he have to meet with Dana White again? I, he's made this clear multiple times. He retired in the octagon. He said he was done. He said he gave his mother his word. And yet Dana White's out here trying to make a fight happen. That is not going to happen. And here's what, po what, what Nurmagomedov had to say. I wouldn't say Poirier and McGregor disappointed me. They showed nothing supernatural. I fought with Poirier. Nothing special. It's the same with Connor. I believe that now Poirier deserves to be a champion. That's my opinion. Look at the fighters he's fought. Jim Miller, Eddie Alvarez, Anthony Pettis, Max Holloway. These are all top fighters, and they could end up in the UFC's Hall of Fame. And that's all true. Um, but yet Dana White's bothering this man who said he doesn't want to fight anymore to fight. And who's he going to fight now? He's not going to fight McGregor. McGregor just got knocked the hell out. He's not going to fight Poirier because he beat Poirier with ease. There's no fight for Nurmagomedov unless it's St. Pierre. So the man retired, put the belt up for grabs. And I'm sorry precious Conor McGregor got knocked out, but he wasn't ready for that fight. And he's shown he show, he didn't show that he deserves a rematch. He got out he went out there and got beat up and got torched because he couldn't defend or chose not to defend the most popular leg strike in, in MMA right now. And then he got knocked out. He's he's an average fighter now. And I know that the UFC thinks he's a big draw, and maybe he is. But it wasn't that long ago when Dana White said that the rankings matter when they make championship fights. Well, if the rankings matter, then Conor McGregor doesn't matter. Who matters is Charles Oliveira, who's on an eight-fight winning streak. That's the guy that should be fighting Poirier for the title. But the rankings don't really matter. We know what matters. Money. And somehow or other, the UFC is going to disparage Charles Oliveira because he didn't want to take two short notice fights where he could, where he said he was, where he said he was going to struggle to make weight. And so why should he fight depleted? Because the UFC wants him to. So that's what's going to happen. Oliveira is going to get knocked off because White is more likely than not going to run him down and say, "Well, we offered him two fights against Michael Chandler and he turned them both down." He's going to ignore the point that they were both short notice, or he will play that up, even though he said that he didn't blame Oliveira for not taking the first one because he didn't think he could lose the weight. That doesn't matter. Dana White has a short memory when it comes to running fighters over with, with the uh, UFC bus. He'll, he will run Charles Oliveira over. And the man that's going to be behind that bus saying, I'll fight, is either going to be Chandler or McGregor. And that's going to screw over the guys that have been doing this in the UFC, you know, actively and for a while. Chandler's not, he's one fight in.
that doesn't get you a title fight. McGregor, when has he won a lightweight fight? How long has it been? It's been, it, it's been before Trump was even president. So he doesn't deserve shit. But we'll see what happens. But what needs to happen right now is that Dana White needs to say the UFC lightweight title is vacant. Habib Nurmagomedov retired. He's not coming back. And Dustin Poirier is going to fight Charles Oliveira, is what I want to hear, for the vacant title. That's the fight that should happen. Will it? Who knows? Who knows? Speaking of rankings meaning something, this weekend, Kamara Usman, UFC welterweight champion, fights Gilbert Burns for the title. Um, so, last week, Burns was ranked number two. The number one ranked fighter was Colby Covington. Now, neither of these men have fought I think May of 2020 for Burns and end of summer 2020 for Covington. Neither of them have fought since then. But the rankings that came out this week, guess who's number one? That would be Gilbert Burns, who was number two last week. And number two is now Colby Covington. And I'm not saying that this is crooked. I'm, I am saying it's suspicious and I would be very interested to know why the switch, because it looks like you made the switch solely because, well, we got a fight coming up this week. It's a title fight. Let's make Gilbert Burns number one, and then we can put it on the promo material. Number one ranked Gilbert Burns fights former teammate champion Kamaru Usman. That's what it looks like. I would like to see who, who the voters are that made this switch, but... There's no transparency to the official rankings. So once again, the official UFC rankings seem shady, look dirty, and there's no way to check what's going on with them. We don't know because there's zero transparency. And this is one of the many reasons fans don't trust the rankings, fighters don't trust the rankings, media don't trust the official rankings. Because we don't know what's going on. We don't know anything. And, we'll, and when we see this, fighters switching places when they haven't fought for six months at the, very, at the least, what's there to think? Is it right to be suspicious? Yeah, because there's no reason this, should, this switch shouldn't be happening. Zero reason that Burns moved up to number one and Colby Covington fell to number two on the week that Burns is fighting for the title. There's zero reason for this. It looks fishy, doesn't pass the smell test, and if we could look it up and check on it, maybe we'd feel a little better, a bit better about it, but we can't. And so this is a problem the UFC has created for itself. It's not gonna fix it, especially if no one says anything but a handful of people the UFC already doesn't like. So. One hand, Dana White's saying the rankings matter. And then he's also saying, well, we're not going to make them so that you can check on anything. There'll be no transparency, but they matter. Well, how do you want it? Because right now it looks shady as hell. So yesterday, um, news came out that Daniel Strauss, Bell Bellator fighter Daniel Strauss, 
was arrested for aggravated battery with a deadly weapon, um, stabbed a woman in the stomach, and Bellator had no comment about this, but they, Bellator had a comment earlier today when they announced their their light heavyweight tournament, and Anthony Johnson, who has a long history of violence against women, dating back, I believe, more than 10 years, is in that tournament. So this looks terrible. When I asked about Johnson and why Bellator signed him, I got zero response. Uh, and I don't know. Now, we also know that Greg Hardy is with the UFC, and we know his history. And so UFC looks bad. Bellator looks bad. The only major fighting promotion I think right now that looks anywhere decent, and this came out today, I think, is PFL. Because Josh Copeland, who was a finalist in one of the previous heavyweight tournaments, who had been arrested and pled guilty to uh, assault and got a two-year probation out of that in um, May 2019, he is not included in the PFL tournament. So PFL did the right thing. And they could have easily just put him in saying, well, he's nearing the end of his two-year probation and everything's clean and, you know, give the guy a second chance. The same thing that gets said all the time, but they didn't. So Copeland is not in the PFL tournament. Anthony Johnson is in the Bellator tournament. Greg Hardy is in the UFC. So I just want to give some props here to PFL for doing the right thing. Um, it's not often we see this, especially when it comes to violence against women in MMA. Usually we hear Dana White um, victim blaming and victim shaming. This is really Bellator's first go-round with it, but they had no comment on Johnson and no comment now on Strauss, so I don't like the silence, but PFL did the right thing. So props to PFL on this, and... Um, the UFC has just shamed itself, and I don't know what to think about Bellator at this point because they're obviously going to promote Johnson. So we'll see what happens. But for right now, at least one promotion is doing the right thing. So Nate Diaz is was interviewed today on by ESPN's Ariel Hawani, and he's a, uh, wants a fight against... Poye or Oliveira, and he wants that fight at a catch weight, I think of 165. And that's fine, but I don't think he's going to get either, either of those fights. But what I do think about Nate Diaz, and, and this is a, I'm going to say this is a good thing. I'm, well, it is a good thing. Nate Diaz is not ranked, I don't believe, in, in, in lightweight or at lightweight or welterweight, and because of his inactivity and his record, I'm not really sure he should be ranked, but he is a fighter who draws big time. He's a fighter that draws fans. He's a fighter that draws pay-per-view buys. He's a fighter the UFC can use to make money off of. And in turn, he can make money, not as much as he deserves, but he can make money as well. And I would, I would say that Nate Diaz is what I would consider a celebrity fighter at this point. And not that he'll fight celebrities, which but I'm sure he would. He's a celebrity fighter in that he gets to pick 
or might be able to pick who he wants to fight, when he wants to fight, and where he wants to fight. Now, the UFC knows that, and they will, they'll treat him better than other fighters, maybe, and they'll, they'll cave to his demands a little bit more, maybe, and because it's a, it's a give and take there. They know what they can get from him. He knows what they can, he can get from them. But I don't think Nate Diaz, by a long shot, deserves a title fight. So, but he does move the needle. And so he's like, like I said, he's a celebrity fighter. And that's good for him because he can make more money doing that than he can fighting for a title or fighting on a, on a, main, on a co-main event. He can make more fighting at a catch weight of anything, you know, between 55 and 75 or 80. So he can pick his opponents. And the UFC can can make more money off of that than they would off of a title fight. Especially if you put that in with a title fight, that's a big draw. But I don't know who he fights. Is it McGregor? Quite possibly. I mean, I would I wouldn't mind seeing that fight again as an entertainment spectacle. And the fans wouldn't. They're one and one. Both fights were good. You could probably, if you, you know, squinted it down, argue that. Diaz won them both, and the buildup, you know the buildup would be a fun time for everyone, fun, and it would make a ton of money. Would it be one of the top pay-per-view events of all time? Very likely, very likely. Would Diaz Poye draw as much as Diaz McGregor? No. Would Diaz Massive at all draw? Maybe, probably not as much as Diaz McGregor. But, you know, you could sell that the first one ended because of a cut more than that Masvidal was touching him up, which he was. And I would encourage other fighters, you know, to maybe think about going this route, going the uh, celebrity, quote-unquote, celebrity fighter route. It pays better. It lets, and more importantly, it lets you take a long time off between fights to heal, to heal your body, to heal your brain, to enjoy your life, to stay out of the gym a little bit, to just get better physically, mentally, emotionally, all that. That's that's what being a celebrity fighter is about. That's that's what Nate Diaz is right now. And did he work hard to get there? Yeah. And does he deserve it? Yeah, because the UFC has ripped him off his whole career. And not just him, everybody. So I don't I don't begrudge Diaz anything in this in this but I don't think he's a title fighter. And I don't think he should be a title fighter. I think he should be just what he is. A guy who can say, this is who I want. This is where I want to fight. And this is how much I want. Because I know how much I can make. And then the UFC can say, well, we're not going to give you that. But we'll give you a little less. And we'll all make money. We'll make more than you, of course. But we'll all make money. So any fighters that have the opportunity to do this. And I think Poirier is kind of moving around in this in these waters right now he's got his toe in him and i think him by him saying that he's you know fighting is something he does now he is not a fighter i think that coincides with with the diaz brother kind of thinking is that we don't really particularly enjoy this we're good at it we do it and we'll do it when we want to do it and i think poye is in that in that in that area in that zip code I think he still wants a title, but I think it's every day passes. It's a little less a title 
and a little more money and respect. And that's what the UFC fighters should all focus on. Not the title. The title doesn't really get you anything except a longer contract and maybe some more money. Focus on getting the money because the title is not going to help you in retirement. The title is not going to help your family. The money is. So be a celebrity fighter if you can. Get to that point. And once you reach that point, exploit it for everything you can because that's what the UFC did to you on your way up. And with that, I'm going to close it out for tonight. I will be back probably tomorrow. Until then, everyone stay safe.